Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is the most mental story you'll ever hear. I know she tried to stab you, but anyone can Google your address, so you should drop the charges. Two nights ago, I was brutally attacked in my own house by a friend I had been letting stay with me. She bit a huge chunk out of my leg and tried to stab me with a pair of scissors. She broke my screen door. I had to run to her neighbor's house at 3 a.m. to call the cops. When they came to arrest her, she was naked in my living room making videos and told the cops she hopes I'd burn to death. Initially, I planned to approach the prosecutor on Monday morning and ask that criminal charges be dropped in lieu of court-ordered mental health treatments. This woman is very mentally ill and has violently lashed out at others in the past. I speak from experience when I say incarceration helps no one. I've been speaking with a friend of hers regarding this who was very heavily leaning on me to do just that His reasoning was that she didn't need a felony on her record because it would ruin her life However, a friend sent me a screenshot of a post she'd made while I was running to my neighbors Claiming I was attacking her. She listed a link to google maps of my address Now i'm a single mother my children live here. They were not home at the time of the attack though, thankfully. I wouldn't have ran for help if they were. I would have killed her. I informed her friend that I would not only, therefore, continue with criminal charges stemming from the attack, but I'd be taking the screenshot of that post to the police and requesting additional charges be levied against her, if possible. He then Googled my address, took a screenshot and said, anyone can Google your address. She doesn't deserve to have a felony for the rest of her life. I might be wrong here, but I feel like anyone that physically assaults you, tries to stab you, then lists the address where your children sleep, does indeed deserve a felony. Who the frick does this guy think he is? He dang sure doesn't know who I am if he thought that would fly. Screw him and screw her. I hope she gets the max. Now, I know I say this a lot, but that is the most mental story I've ever read on this subreddit. What on earth has just happened? She stabbed you, bit your leg, and then made some naked videos. Wow pretty incredible what a trifecta by the way i totally agree with you nobody should ever get away with that i hope she gets the max as well i do agree with you though help would be probably more beneficial than going to prison but leaking the address of your children yeah it's not great is it what a strange strange person sister was mad because i brought a camper for camping a while back i posted in another subreddit asking if i was in the wrong about this and the resounding answer was heck no And the situation has been resolved, albeit with a fair amount of friction. I am a 32-year-old man, and I wasn't a big fan of camping. I didn't like it, but didn't really hate it either. 
at least until now because I own a camper My sister loves camping much like one would love a hobby and every time she invited me on a camping trip Something stupid would happen. My sister and her husband love to camp with friends multiple times a year And when these people get together to camp they get drunk and do stupid things to each other My mother always calls me begging I go camping with my sister and brother-in-law Because they use camping mainly as a reason to get wasted and act like the way they did in college Even though they have two kids both are boys 10 and 9 years old So somebody needs to stay sober and be responsible and yes It's been suggested that someone else watch the kids during the camping trips But my sister and brother-in-law drag them along and call it family bonding Anytime I went camping with my sister and her husband, they love to screw with me They and their friends are relentless with pranks to each other and they all considered me as fair game Even though I don't care for pranks and even though they'd get wasted They'd always be up by 8 or 9 a.m. And they didn't like to let me sleep in So they'd do any stupid thing they could to bother me in order to get me up The usual thing was to collapse my tent on me But they also liked to make loud noises like yelling blaring an air horn or had a boombox on max volume put right near my head through the tent walls They also do this kind of stuff to each other and then some a couple of years ago My sister and her husband got ice water dumped on them in the morning and they laughed it off There have also been stink bombs in tents during the night water balloons stolen clothing writing on faces with markers, etc Last year I brought one of those cots that's his own small tent and they pushed me over in it like they were cow tipping I'd had enough So this year I took some measures. Can I just say straight away? These people sound like the last people on earth I'd want to go camping with I mean look getting drunk's fun But getting up at 8 or 9 a.m. And doing this sort of stuff Nah, you're right as I'd previously said I only went along with the camping for the sake of my nephews because they are dragged along They're good kids. So this year I got online and found a used camper without telling anyone now Of course, they didn't expect to see it when I drove up to the campsite with it hooked onto the back of my f-150 4x4 My sister looked surprised then not pleased when she saw it, but she didn't say anything about it Everyone else seemed to love the camper though and I gave them a tour During the camping all of the usual stuff happened except anytime they tried to screw with me I just went into my camper and locked the door, which also meant I got a better night's sleep. At around 8 a.m., I heard someone outside fiddling with the doorknob. They were trying to get inside to prank me again. They ended up resorting to using the air horn, so I put in earplugs. They then tried to rock the truck, but it must have been too heavy because they stopped after a few seconds. I didn't get up until 11 a.m. I made myself breakfast, got to do my business in a portable toilet, and had a decent place to change clothes. When I finally came outside, my sister was fuming. Then she made a passive-aggressive remark about me finally gracing everyone with my presence. Your sister is so weird. What, what is she? The rest of the time we were camping, stuff went on like this. But they couldn't mess with me when I locked myself in my box. I got good sleep for once on these trips, and my nephews were always wanting to be in my camper to hang out. We played Uno at the table a few times, and I had a refrigerator filled with soda. This sounds more like it. When the trip was over, my sister confronted me and said that next time she was making a tense only rule. And I said I wouldn't be going then because my camper and I are a package deal. She told me she hated the camper and that it wasn't necessary. I said she only hated it because she can't mess with me now that I've got it. I was sick of all the stupid pranks. And if they want me to help with the kids on camping trips, then my camper comes with and they stop messing with me. 
She called me a jackass and walked away to fume. The only other person that gave me crap about it was her husband. But everyone else said the camp was cool. My sister and brother-in-law were upset with me for days. So I showed them my original Reddit post after getting the verdict. And they freaked. Guys, I'm pretty sure that OP posted this originally on Am I the Butthole? And of course, obviously, everyone on Reddit said that no, your sister and brother-in-law though absolutely are. My sister yelled at me that I was a jerk for making the post and wanted me to take it down. I refused though and told her and my brother-in-law to read the comments. They fought with me about it for a while longer and then spent some time reading the comments. They ended up becoming extremely embarrassed by the opinions many people had of them. And they finally agreed that if I keep camping with them to help with the kids, there will be no more pranking me. Them and their friends are free to prank each other, but I and my camper are off limits to their shenanigans. Especially after I pointed out that if they cause any sort of damage, it'll be on them financially. What's more, when they learned it's a potential crime offense to rock my camper the way they did, because of course it could injure the person inside, they said they'd never try that again. They're also not going to use the air horn anymore for obvious reasons. My sister was very upset that so many people on Reddit called her out as a bully, especially since I agreed with them. Me too. When I asked her why she was so dead set on messing with me, she said she really didn't know why. I told her that it didn't matter. Bullying is bullying and we're not kids anymore. My brother-in-law initially defended her, but was sucked into it as well for always going along with her antics, to which I called him a complete tool. He ended up moping about it. He and my sister were both extremely upset to have been called out as acting like a drunken frat. They were especially sore when I pointed out that we're not young anymore. My sister is 35 and her husband is 36. The arguments did start out with things like, why can't you just lighten up? And me saying, well, why can't you just respect my choice to stay out of the pranking and leave me the heck alone? And it remained a stalemate until my sister and brother-in-law went through all the comments like I told them to. Also, it seems I may have started a camper trend because at least one of the couples my sister and brother-in-law are close friends with just bought one on Facebook for themselves. They've got a GMC Sierra. That'll all want just fine. And one of the other couples I heard are looking for a camper trailer. My sister has shown noticeable tension over this. The days of tents only camping may actually be over for the group. My sister liked to act like she was in charge of organizing the events, but all the group really did was meet up at one of several camping sites multiple times a year. Lastly, there is my mother. She was the most unhappy finding out about my original post. But I told her I really didn't care what she thought because she insisted I keep going on the camping trips despite the relentless pranking that they were doing to me because the children. I called her out that if she was so concerned with that, she could have gone. She's retired and has plenty of time on her hands. And then she whined that she hates camping. And I sarcastically nodded and said, you see, now you get how I felt. She hasn't apologized, but did admit I was right though she's acting distant with me and my sister now. So I'm still going to be doing camping because what's the point of having a camper if I don't use it? But it's more for myself now. I can go camping by myself on my own time now. And if I go with my sister and brother-in-law again, they aren't allowed to screw with me. So I think I can finally enjoy being out in the woods for a few days at a time now. I'm going to be looking into getting solar panels and setting up a gaming console as well. I'm still a fan of older consoles like the PS2, N64, and the GameCube. So having at least one of those in the camper, along with a collection of some good books to read in peace, sounds like a great way to unwind. 
Now, can we please, just for a second, talk about your sister? Because she is uh, Now, that has to be bleeped. It really does, because it's not a nice word. But she is. Like, what is she doing? None of those pranks are funny. Go back to bed, you clown. It's like 8 a.m. You've been, like, smashing the beers the night before. What are you doing? Nobody wants to be awake at that time. Least of all me. And least of all OP. Like, what are you... How, why is that funny? Look, okay, the stuff that you did the night before, right? Having some beers with the fellas. Camping. That sounds all right. Like, I don't like camping that much, but that sounds fun. Going and doing it with your mates and, and getting drunk and, you know, chilling out, having a good time. That is fun. Getting up in the early hours of the morning, probably extremely hungover, playing pranks on your friends. I mean, pranks. I mean, come on. Blowing an air horn. Are you two years old? Like, seriously. Uh, that's not funny. Go back to bed. Like, what are you doing? It's just so weird. Any of you play cool pranks like this? If you do, you're a f***ing loser. Okay? Sorry to say it, but it's true. Let's move on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Vindictive ex-wife illegally signed application to local HOA in my name. I'll start this off by saying that my ex is vindictive as hell. We've been fully divorced since about right before the pandemic started. We sold the house we shared and I didn't have to pay her alimony because she cheated and we're in an at-fault state. It was messy since D-Day. Literally all of the stereotypes. First the sobbing and then trickle truths saying, I love you. It was just one time. Okay, it was two years and then the gaslighting followed by I'm gonna take you for everything before packing her stuff and walking out I feel like I never really knew the woman my ex was in all the time we were together We were married for five years and together for seven and in two of those five marriage years She had affairs with three other men The final one being a foreign businessman of some sort from what I could find out Yes, I got tested for stds and was thankfully negative Yes, she got pregnant by the final AP. And no, I didn't sign the birth certificate because I found out about all the affairs before the baby was born thanks to a call from the first AP. My ex tried to go full scorched earth on me. But since we live in and were married in an at-fault state, she lost. Now, we didn't pay equally into our house and the equity was divided 70-30. So I got a pretty good cash payout when I sold our marital home to put as a down payment on a different house closer to my job. It's a bit of a downgrade, but it suits a single guy in his 30s like me just fine. My ex did show up to my house once, but I refused to let her in. She complained to me that I'd financially ruined her in the divorce. I said that she was fully willing to do that to me first and that she had the audacity to say it should have been me that had my life screwed over and not hers. I laughed so hard and said it was karma. She yelled that she'd sue me for what was rightfully hers. I said that if she was going to sue me, then go ahead, sue me. It would end up the same way in court because she's got nothing but a false sob story. She was a cheater, not me. Look, I'm no angel, but I didn't do anything to her. And she was the one who ruined our marriage. She then said that she'd tell everyone she could that I abused her. I said I'd sue her for defamation if she did and that I was recording our interaction and had those words saved to my phone. She went wide-eyed and her jaw dropped. 
The look people are calling the surprise Pikachu face. Then I asked why she was there, if not to just try and make trouble. Did she not have a new man in her life that knocked her up? She just huffed at me and said he isn't around much. And she's stuck in a tiny apartment, living off his child support till he comes back. It was immature of me, I know, but I did the bit of playing the world's smallest violin. She yelled at me to go and screw myself, and I yelled back that I'd sooner do that than her any time. She raged at me and then got in her car to leave, and I haven't seen her since. There is a homeowners association in my neighborhood, but I was not legally obligated to join it because the last owner of my house was not a member. I made sure of that through a real estate lawyer as well. The HOA had no grounds to force me to join, and they were not happy about it. The HOA president would show up with forms every week for the first month, demanding I sign them. Then she threatened to take me to court, to which I had to get a C&D sent to her from my lawyer to make a stop. So then instead, she started harassing me by looking for any infractions she possibly could to report to the city. An inspector came out several times and found nothing wrong. In fact, I offered one of them a burger while grilling, and they graciously accepted. Did I mention the HOA hates barbecues and parties that aren't approved in advance? Well, they do. And I like to grill when the weather's good. And my neighbors actually love me for it because I invite them over. I had the police called on me several times for noise complaints because I was playing music on a Saturday afternoon while having my friends over. I actually caught the HOA president trespassing once when she was trying to peer into my windows. I called the police, but she denied ever doing it. So I got cameras, and of course she hasn't trespassed since. But I still got repeated passive-aggressive letters saying my cameras were not an approved addition to my house. Some months ago, I started getting letters for fines in the mail. And when I contacted the HOA, their representative claimed they had it on record that I joined and then needed to pay all fees effective immediately. I told them that was not possible. Then they emailed a scanned copy of the forms and they had a signature on them, but it wasn't mine. It was very similar in some ways and I recognized right away as it being my ex's handwriting. She, of course, knew what my signature looked like, but it was a loose imitation at best. I got in touch with a lawyer right away over the forged signature, but the HOA still demanded to go to court, and it took seven months before that happened. Meanwhile, they were stacking unpaid fines against me weekly and were threatening to put a lien on my house. We went to court, and the HOA president looked very smug. But my lawyer pointed out how the signature wasn't the same as mine and was very inconsistent in the various forms. I'd never allowed the HOA president in my house and I'd never requested the forms. The idiot HOA president actually slammed her palm on the table and said it was still binding. But when pressed where the fraudulent signature came from, she admitted my ex-wife called the HOA and they sent her the forms, then got them back in the mail signed. But then she actually claimed she thought I'd signed them. The judge looked at her and asked if she was serious. She confirmed she was. The judge then asked how a woman I was no longer married to that had never even lived with me in my current residence was supposed to have any bearing or whether or not I joined her HOA. She went quiet and I could see the, oh snap, look on her face as the hamster wheels were turning and she seemed to finally mentally put the pieces together. I'm sorry, the fact that it took the judge to say that for her to realize just shows how dumb this lady is. My lawyer then counterclaims that what the HO did was blatant fraud and legal actions must be taken. And they were. 
I countersued the HOA for the emotional distress of the harassment I'd gotten since moving in, which of course I had lots of proof of. That won me about 10 grand after lawyer fees that I decided to put towards my mortgage. The HOA president was removed from her throne. I like to think she was kicking and screaming. She was also slapped with a hefty fine. I've seen her outside a few times and she always looks at me like I am the devil. The HOA itself had to pay all of my legal fees too. And finally, I wanted to go after my ex for forging my signature, but I can't because not long after she forged my signature on those forms, she apparently left the country to be with her third AP. She's somewhere in Europe from what I can see of the final post on her Facebook before she disappeared. So I can't do anything against her until she returns to the US. So that was a wash. I'm not getting letters from the HOA anymore though. And the new president has promised to keep things completely cordial from now on. I still don't feel like I got much of a win in this though. Other than the 10K payouts, it all felt like a huge waste of time. Yeah, I kind of get your point, OP. Look, 10K is great, but was it worth it? Like all this stuff, all this duress, all the stress, something else that rises stress. Like just, it's a lot, isn't it? All this rubbish to go through and you get a little, a little bit of money at the end. Like, look, don't get me wrong. I'd enjoy a little cheeky 10K on the side, but it's a lot of work, isn't it? All the anxiety, the, the dealing with people like this. Like HOAs, talk to me in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, what, what are they? Like, they don't really exist in England, I don't think. And all the stories I've ever read on the internet, on Reddit, that involve HOAs, always show them to be just terrible and just paint them in a terribly negative light. So let me know, what purpose do they serve? Are they all as weird and bad as the one that we just looked at? And yeah, what are they? I'd love to know. And by love, I mean, I'd hate to know, but I'm actually quite interested. Please do tell me. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash entitled people. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let me know in the comments. If you didn't, let me know in the comments. And if you can't comment, then just sit there quietly, okay? That's all you're gonna do. Sit there, shut up, and don't speak to me. If you want more from me right away, check out the video on screen and in the description down below. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.